It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 229 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles. I am Sergio Dip. Thank goodness you are not Sergio Dip, Willie. Did you guys see that last night? I did not see it. I Well, I saw it in the morning when well, I got up. Well, it was absolutely ridiculous. Let they me get C-Squad on that Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football... Was uh, apparently did not have the best commentary crew, but I, I think everyone's talking about this Sergio Dip guy, this sideline reporter, who was just did basically the boom goes the dynamite version, but on Monday Night Football, not on like Ball State Athletics closed circuit TV, right? Public access, right? This guy just totally like bombed first week Monday Night Football. Brutal. He just is awful. <laughs> like he can barely he can barely speak, and then he puts out the most fraudulent Twitter video ever with these dramatic sighs and pauses like a 29 year old on the biggest stage. It was, it was, a, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, so Check out, just get on Twitter, Sergio dip, take about a half P's. hour. <clears throat> D I P P. Yeah. Two, two P's in the dip. He is not the, uh, he's not the, uh, the broadcaster of the future. No. So that was terrible. Um, we, they should have just got Bader. Bader would have crushed it. Uh, most humans have done better. Yeah. Nomad, you'd have nailed it, right? Crushed it. Crushed it. <laughs> Look at Nomad's. Look at Nomad's oh my fishing gosh. hat for a Lehigh wrestling. Classic Lehigh look. You look like a... Shout out to Bob like, Lob. Yeah. Shout out to Roy like Lobdell. He, I also had a nice conversation with Mason Beckman yesterday. Oh, man. So You're I, just uh, feeling... Look at the hair. Mountain Hawks today. The hair, the facial hair, he looks like Khakis a, are the official pants of Lehigh fans, too. Yeah. I'm, like, sure of that. Yeah. He looks like he's a captain of, a, like, a schooner. Like a... Maybe he runs a tuna tuna boat captain. Deadliest, tuna operation? He does look like a deadliest catch guy. Okay, moving on. Moving on, that's enough. Enough flim-flammery. Um, Willie is very excited about Super 32. Did you see it? 
Well, no, but you're talking about er, so <clears throat> early registration is open, and it is fire. Can you just register for Super Thirty Two? Serious you question. You can. You can if you meet certain criteria. You gotta be legit. You gotta be too legit to quit. I don't know. I, I forget the criteria because they have the all those qualifiers. I should have came in here. I, I didn't know that you were gonna bring that up, but there's there's like if you're ranked or if you're a, if you're a state champ in certain states and stuff like that. Wow! Shots fired at other states. Shots fired at Alaska. Mississippi. Mississippi state champions. It's it's something like that. So, uh, but it is fire already. I the first few weights, especially, um, you know, who's number one? <coughs> gets, Drop some names, dude. Come on. <clears throat> well, I mean, if you're, if maybe you had a, a, a Fargo that you took a loss here and there, I mean, this tournament, the studs are coming out, so you get back in the mix for the to- a top five spot, number one spot. Uh, Patrick Glory, Brody Teske, guys that were in consideration for a number one spot. Um, at Fargo, things didn't go their way, you know. Um they have an opportunity to totally redeem themselves here. So mm. check that out. Super 32 coming. I won't miss it again. I missed it last year for the first time in, I don't know, since John Smith wrestled there. And uh, I ain't missing it again. <laughs> John Smith. Okay. Did you see Ben Roethlisberger's John Smith attempt? That was, that was an attempt. That's well put. Yes, I saw it. It was uh, not a good penetration Mm-mm. Head on the outside. He didn't never even try did. to finish. Well, the the video cuts off. We don't really see. No, I saw the full thing. He just let go. <clears throat> he didn't try to finish that attack. I'll tell you who did try to finish the attack was the guy from Greece against Jordan Decatur. Yes, he did. So that's been the man. First of all, I think you have to start with just yeah. the cadet freestyle in general. Their performance, second place, comes down to the last round. Um, we were right there to win it. Team USA was had the most champs, four champions. That's amazing. Um, but fell short to Russia. Four champs. Yeah, yeah. So great performance from Team USA. The champions were Greg Kirkfleet, who looked fantastic Dumbly. as ever. Um, Aaron Brooks, who was a story on his own. Um, who were the other two champs? Sorry, Will Luan. Will Luan on day one at the buzzer. <clears throat> Which was, I mean, it, with these four-minute matches, it's like, can you wear a guy out? Can you? I saw it happen a couple times. Aaron Brooks in his final had his guy <laughs> super tired. Like Brooks, they just man. they just did exchanges for like the first like three minutes of the match basically, and it was starting to look kind of bad. The Russian took him down. Tw- not bad, but it's like cause for concern when he was on the brink of a tech. And then you could tell just the Russian like. Had nothing, and Brooks had the realization. He's like, if I probably do not that much for a minute, this guy's got nothing left. Yeah. And so that was good realization there. Um, and Kurt McHenry, of course, the other champion. Two-time, back-to-back. Back-to-back. 96-97. Two different weights, 42 and 46, mm-hmm. we should say. All right. <clears throat> I don't know if I want to interrupt the cadet broadcast, but uh, me and Nomad were talking about yesterday. They're supposed to go. They said they were going to go fifty-seven lowest weight juniors. That would be terrible, and it would really hurt Kurt. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm, 
I wonder why. Do they want uniformity in the weights? I mean, I, they said they were going the same weights as seniors for juniors. But I'm fine that doesn't with, allow I'm for fine, development. I'm fine with that. I'll just throw on 50. Yeah, just tack have, on. Have 50, and then if you want to make 57 the light, the next weight, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. 125. But you need something that. for the... I get on board with that. It's about development, right? The whole point of... The whole point of Junior Worlds is... I wonder if they have some data on 50 kilograms on the participants on something that there's like well, some e- science behind well, it. Well, even if it's 52. Right. You know, it doesn't allow for international experience for future 57 guys, especially with right. two-day weigh-ins. Yeah, because the future 57s are not going to be full-size 57s. Right. The, the guys that wrestle junior 57 ain't going to be at senior 57, and if they are, ain't going to be long. Where, where did you even see that that's even <clears throat> They came discussed? out long. They came out a year ago and said that they were proposing to go juniors the same way as seniors. And then me and Nomad were just shooting a breeze yesterday. And uh, he's like, Kurt's going to have a problem at juniors. You know, it's going to be 57. I'm like, it ain't going to be 57. And he's like, yeah, they said it's going to be 50. I said they approved it to be. On whose authority? They, I said they, they approved it to be um, parallel to the same weights as seniors. He said, yeah. Okay, I don't like that. But anyways, back to cadets. Back to cadets. And Jordan Decatur, who was the topic on, on day one, when uh, he lost to Greece in the quarters. Crazy match. He looked great early, up to a 6-0 lead. And there were a couple of exchanges where you could see how, how an American fan, how Decatur's corner would think he should get points, and perhaps he, he did deserve There was like less than a minute left. When Decatur's in on a single leg, and um, his opponent like goes for a little like cutback, and exposes himself, and they don't give two um, to Jordan there, which you would think <coughs> it would be, but I saw Aaron Brooks did a shin wizard tilt, rolled right across his back, and they didn't give the two because he put himself in danger. Right? It's um, I think. Let's first start off with this. I think that me and you have a different opinion than most American fans. Yeah. Um, and I get it, right? You're rooting for Jordan, and there's the whole history of, you know, they don't have the best officiating, the best calls sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, as an American, and he was Greek. And, it was in Greece. And you're you're a little skeptical because you've seen this stuff before, and it's at home. You know, for the kid in Greece, and the crowd's going nuts, and there's this one close call, and the two close calls, and three close calls, and if we get one of them, if we get one of the three, we're like, he wins. Jordan wins, stays in contention. He definitely wrestles for a medal, stays in contention to be in the finals, and America maybe wins the team title. Right, stakes were high. However, they were three close calls. I don't know if any of them were. The one when I watched it initially, the continuation call, when it well, it looks like a continuation call until you rewatch it. It looks like as they go on the edge out of bounds, Greece is in on a single and they go out of bounds and there's not, not even close to a takedown. But if you look before then, there's a period of time where 
Jordan's knee, the guy has both legs on a double. It's a split second. And can can they give two there? I don't know. But he's on his knee. He's on both hands. And he's not in the quad pod. His knee is actually on the mat. So they maybe they saw that and said, that's two. Yeah, I don't think that was close. I don't think the... The cutback exposure. Well, not that one, but the... So much, but the... The final one where Jordan's getting a takedown and he's n- and the and the guy from Greece is nearly exposed. Look, if they give the call, if they give Jordan the points, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't, I'm like, it's really close. I think a lot of people were like definitive. That's points. I don't know if that's points. I'm not convinced. That's the the rules call for you to pass all the way behind, uh, behind both arms, both legs. I don't. Th- he had the leg in, but I don't think. It's not like he was on top with double legs in, right? And what? How do you feel about exposure? Because Greece went like this. Uh, honestly, it very well could. I that to me is where maybe the he was. I, I think that he's more likely to have exposed him than to have earned a takedown. Yeah, yeah. Was my opinion. So now you but you take three exchanges in the last minute and a half and say that's there's unlucky and then there's well there was something going on but I don't think there was something going on. Personally, I just think maybe some bad calls, bad breaks, unfortunate. Certainly, I think Jordan is better than that guy. Mm-hmm. But up, but you know, there's got to be some. You know, it's it's a great experience for Jordan. You Absolutely, know, he's, um, a, he's a cadet and he's learning learning a hard lesson. You know, when you're up up six zero, do everything you can to put well, it away. You know, that's that's what we've been saying for for a couple years now. In that. It's great experience. These kids are going to juniors and seniors with a couple international tours under their belt. Yeah. Um, Dayton's already been hosed, right? Remember? Right. That, right. It, he's experienced that. You, you take, you take a, a Decatur, and he didn't wrestle his best. He didn't close out the match. He didn't get the calls. Ja'Cory Teamer left one on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. I feel like I feel like Jacob Warner last year kind of. Let one get away against India, um, and so these are experiences, right? And and we'll be better for it <coughs> next time. Um, but like, you know, Dayton, Dayton got a bad call. Maybe didn't finish close out the match a couple years ago in Croatia the way he should have. And the same thing, um, Gavin. Gavin was up by right Gavin was up by three or four with no time left and he backed out and then instead of backing instead out of, instead of backing out the kid Fordham or he went for a throw or something instead of just taking the step out point and so next time if if Gavin ever makes another world team maybe he'll be better off for it you know uh Dayton surely was I think you yeah. know uh, um and that's the and that's it's easy to set to just want to win and win everything but at this level you've got to be excited to they always talk about experience and mat time, but like, there's something for being in a match like that. Like Decatur's never going to be in a match like that with those stakes and that environment. And so for him to get that experience, it's really, it's a. That's I guess that's the glass half full way to look at it. Like great experience for Jordan. He's going to learn and be better from it. I'm sure yeah. it fuels him for sure, and I'm sure he feels like something was taken from him. But his mentality is going to be, I'm, I'm going to go and take it next time. I bet so. Um, you know, st- strong performance by Team USA. Strong performance from Jordan, and uh, that Greek kid was pretty good. You know, yes, I was he like, was. I was like, man. You know what, too? Greece I, lightning. Just thinking about <laughs> this, 
that that's the first time they ever wrestled in that format. Like where you know the two day. There's there's, well that, but just even an international tournament. You know, there's three or four mats. You get called to a mat. There's they've never wrestled in that format before. Right. Ever. Yeah. You know what I mean with the international system. I mean Akron's not that way. Jordan wasn't on the team last year, right? Mm-mm. RBY. Okay. So, okay, that's, that was his story. That was Jordan Decatur. Um, we talked about the other champs briefly. I, I wanted to talk about Aaron Brooks a little bit because, for me, he was, he was one of the most impressive guys I saw all weekend long. And I didn't like that the kind of the narrative, as, as soon as he won, was, was about Travis Whitlake. Yeah. I'm like, well, hold on. Yeah, I get it. Travis beat him for the spot and then didn't wrestle for it. But I, it, I don't watch that tournament and think, man, how good is Travis Whitlake? I think Aaron Brooks is a next-level talent. And if you wrestle that match in that series again, I, I think Aaron Brooks has jumped levels, right? From Akron, and we've seen that before. Oh, for sure. He's he's better than he was in May or early June, whenever the trials were. Okay. Well, that's and I'm not saying he's too. better. And I'm not saying he's better than Whitlake now. He very well could be. It wouldn't surprise me. But I don't watch that and think, well, Travis Whitlake certainly would have won. I think Aaron Brooks um, looked amazing. I thought his, his offense was was fantastic, and I thought um, he forced exchanges and and wrestled hard for four minutes and. Man, he kind of left no doubt that tournament. He he ran <laughs> through it. I mean, he was untouched to the semis, right, Nomad? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. I never felt personally he was challenged. Right. Until and, it got, you know, within a couple points in the finals, and then he blew it back open. Yeah, yeah. There's been a couple instances where um, I remember Jelani Embry won the trials and then and got hurt. And Joe Grello took his place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of time. Cadets has a, Cadets has a long time yeah. between um, their trials and, and, and worlds. And um, the, the learning curve might be, like, we talk about freshmen, true freshmen wrestling in college. And it's like, yeah. um, well, they might take some lumps uh, November, December, January. But they... They're a different guy yeah. by March. And Aaron Brooks loses to Whitlake. And, and remember this, too. They go on these they, – they go to OTCs. They go to training camps. Yeah. And the learning curve is so steep. So steep. They're young. And think, think about someone in particular, Aaron Brooks, who's from Hagerstown, Maryland. Okay, He's not in a wrestling hotbed. That's near Pennsylvania, but it's not near hotbed Pennsylvania. South Central is not, not very good. So – you know who's that guy? Who's he training with on a on a regular basis? So you drop that guy in the OTC with the best coaches, the best partners in America for three months. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get yeah. You're gonna get a different wrestler, right? I, I think that's what we saw. I know that even within Maryland, there were coaches who were a little frustrated that Aaron kind of stayed in in his own room. You know, kind of did his own thing. Obviously, I'm not counting the OTC stuff, but. There are people in Maryland who's like, he's not even training with the best coaches in Maryland, you know. Um, and now he's, like you were saying, he's going to go to OTC. And he is not a finished product by any means. And he even in season, too, you know, we live in, in a day and age where um, 
if you live in a non hotbed area and you have talent, you're going to a better program. Uh half hour away. Maybe yeah. maybe maybe half a half I mean, the, half the guns, nation away. Young Guns has guys that drive hour and a half to oh, hours. I rem- I remember um hearing do you remember the kid that um he's at Maryland now. Um Deal. Whistler, Brian David Whistler, he did good at, you know, he was he was a ranked kid, like top ten kid, and I didn't know it from Ohio. I didn't know it. He would drive an hour and a half, two hours each way yeah. to Young Guns. Um. So yeah, so you you travel, you you transfer. A lot of people transfer, right? A lot of people. You just, kids from Florida. Half half of Blair Academy's team is from Florida. Uh, a good portion of Wyoming Seminary's team is from out of state. Um, so in a day and age where you have guys moving half a, half the nation away, two time zones away to get better training and, and quote unquote better training and, and better opportunities and to get to go to Ironman and uh, Beast of the East and stuff like that. Um, Aaron Brooks has stayed home and... His regular season is not even rigorous. He doesn't face anybody. Nomad, right? He doesn't. His his regular season is not much. What does he have? He Mount Mount Madness, maybe. No, he didn't even go to Mount Mount Madness. Yeah, their, yeah. Their schedule is kind of light, and Maryland has you know public schools. You can't travel much, and you're limited as far as how many competitions you can have. And they're just you know we're just focused well, it on also, the states. It also um brings to light or, or begs the question another thing in Aaron Brooks's maybe favor um, when you're looking at Aaron Brooks as a prospect when you're looking at Aaron Brooks as uh, a potential D1 recruit because that's the lens that a lot of people look at as they're watching this kid wrestle in Greece is what's he going to be at the next level and next level meaning college because everybody in this country loves college wrestling so um, they look at Brooks and so these are the things. The reason we're talking about him staying home in North Hagerstown and not transferring to a national powerhouse and not wrestling uh, a really rigorous in-season schedule, um, the reason we're talking about that is because he's not a finished product. He's not, you know, it, there's something to be said about going to these going to these powerhouse programs, be it Blair or be it Sam or being in a small, uh, another state, going to a state program, like maybe you live in rural Ohio and you go to St. Paris Graham or something like that, or, or you you live in Minneapolis and you go to Apple Valley, there's something to be said is you get great coaching, you get great partners. By the time you're a senior, are you, is that who you are? Are you maxed out? Yeah, there's that possibility. Is Nomad, you had mentioned, maybe you had mentioned, or have we confirmed, is he going to the OTC for a year? Yes. Okay, so after this year, yes, he's going to take an OTC year. So I feel like he's the recruit no one's talking about. I have no idea why. Um, well, you is, know. Is there, is there something I don't know about him? that? No, I, mean, I think this, Christian. I think, I think a few things. One, he's just <clears throat> become this star. I, I, here, here's his here's his progression. Aaron Brooks was top five junior high. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, "Whoa, you know, this kid's gonna be a beast, right?" 
And then that kind of he had he had one bad Fargo and like you know you're a freshman in high school and and he didn't wrestle a national schedule and it kind of receded that that hype kind of receded. Then he won Fargo. Then he won Fargo as a sophomore, but he still didn't that the elite level wins. Um, I think he only had like one, and then it may, I think he took a loss somewhere along the way, and so very good wrestler, tenth ish in the country, and now. He beats Hydley in he, Fargo. He's right there with Whitlake and Charles. Now he he wins worlds. Mm-hmm. And now I guess it's gonna gonna pick up a little bit. And kind of compounded is the fact that, um, his his college list is so big. What's your college list? Uh, here's twelve of them. The ACC, Big Ten. Yeah. So what, if South. you give, if if Aaron Brooks gives us a, a list of four five schools. Then those fan bases start talking. Then, his, then we start list? talking. Uh, it's everything. Really? I, I think part of the thing with uh, him as a college prospect, um, so, right, he wins Fargo last year. We saw him, you know, he beats Ramirez and all. And then he doesn't do as well at Super 32. That's what it was. He didn't do as well at Super 32, and he doesn't, as we mentioned, he doesn't wrestle super tough in-season schedule. So his folk style, folk style questions. Right, so his folk style wins aren't as impressive as his freestyle wins. Not necessarily that he can't get them, just right now they're not there. Got it. Okay, so that's Aaron Brooks. Um, other Cadet Worlds discussion, there's Kirk Fleet. Is that how you say it? How do you say Kirk it? Fleet. Kirk Fleet. Yeah. We sure? Positive. So it's what Paulson and... Kirk okay. Fleet. It's his right. name. Okay. Got I it. remember watching him, at, speaking of Super 32... He's a guy like Brooks, top five junior high guy. And at Super 32, I went to watch one of his early round matchups. This is a couple years ago. And he was just a gangly, like, un, not matured yet kind of kid. And I was talking to his dad. And, uh, and you know, he didn't have a great Super 32 that year. He was a freshman or eighth grader or something at 160. And, man, has he really blossomed. Now, the qu- I mean, he was utterly dominant, right? And it begs the— Well, his his finals match was two shot clocks to one. Yeah, but going into the yeah, finals. Yeah, he killed um, everybody. It, you know, we, we love college wrestling. It begs the question. We're talking about cadets and we're talking about freestyle, but it begs the question. We saw how big he was. Yeah, but maybe he's not that big. I don't know. How big is he? How much does he weigh? I, I tried to ask people, how much does he actually weigh? I know the weight class he wrestles at. <clears throat> if he weighs, maybe he weighs 205. He's tall. He's not well, that tall. He's, he's much going... taller than Gable. He's tall. No, he's, he's not. at least two inches taller than Gable. Did you stand next to him? You have not yes, even. Yes, Akron. You didn't stand next to him. You were in the same room. That's, That's not standing not true. Next I to him. stood. I, it was me, it was me, Paulson, Kirk Fleet. And me and Paulson would have had to get on our shoulders to look eye to eye with him. Um, he's not that. Come on, he's dude. wrestling two twenty this year. He tall. What is so? That? Is he bigger than so? Someone I was like, this kid is a heavyweight in college. He's a heavyweight. Don't don't try to tell me different. And then I'm like, dude, he's he is, bigger. He's bigger than. He's not bigger than Jaden. Jaden coming out. He's a heavyweight. I don't know. I'm 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 back on. Maybe not. The problem is he's like 16 or 17. He's, yeah. yeah he has another year of cadets left. <laughs> but Jaden was that big as like a junior. He's a 220. I mean, he's, he's, he's a heavyweight. He's still got two years to go. So what are you going to do? 
You you're know. not convinced. I, I was convinced. I was I was previously certain he was a heavyweight, and then I look, I started looking a little more closely. People were like, "Well, think about I think about it a little differently. Maybe he is. because of Jaden. Jaden, yes, Jaden. Jaden was that big. Jaden's legs were far bigger. Jaden. Kyle was that big, but he was shorter. He's shorter. Yeah, Kyle Snyder was a, a 97. For one year. Still, he did it. I know, but they're going to have... They have to wrestle four years? Well, not necessarily. Him and Gable are going to be a couple years apart. Nope, one. Well, that, that can be stretched. It if, can be stretched to two. If, if... I mean, he could do it... What if he did an OTC year? OTC year, red shirt, Gable goes right away, then maybe it's just one year at 197. I don't think... If he goes to OTC, that's another year longer. Don't... Hold on. Simple solution. Don't give him a pass to the cafeteria. And he won't get as big. I don't see him ever making 197 in college. All right. We'll see. We'll see. It would be very good for Minnesota if he could. Yes, yes, it will. Uh, listen, we, someone out there, get, a, get us his, Can we get a, the UW weigh-in sheets? Hook it up. Mm. How many kilowatts he weighing at? Figure that out. Maybe we'll know. If he if he weighed 100 kilos, I would say this is problematic. Well, it was on arena. Akron was on arena. So we can get. This. We could probably see what he's weighed in there. Get get Craig Picorni on the line. Craig. Craig. Do some digging. We need weigh-in information. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you know his, if you know his weight, look it up. Let us know. All right, college news. College news. Anthony Ashnault. This was this is a, a long circulating rumor. Not even a rumor. Something we've known for a little bit, but um, I, it sounded much worse before. Yeah. Like, oh, sixth year. Oh, he's, you know, we're gonna, he's yes. gonna miss out the what whole is first it? semester, and now it's. He'll be back in December? He'll be back for the Iowa match December What 8th. is it? Is it a knee or shoulder? shoulder? Shoulder. And a knee. Both. And a... Oh, he was mobbing. And a nose? And a toe. Yeah. And a toe? Head you and shoulders, to knees and toes. He's getting at. <laughs> he just got I, dunked on. Nomad just did this. He's like, and this. I'm like, nose? He goes, toe. So I don't know what that means, Nomad. He pointed to his nose and then said it was his toe. I got your attention, though. Oh, congrats <laughs> on the attention. Trusted Gordon's a fisherman. So, so Ashnault out, but not that long. It's kind of like, uh, okay, that happens. It, he, but the Iowa duel is December 8th. Right. So, so, so he, I, actually, like there's no events. need to write an article. He's going to miss a couple matches in the beginning well, of the season. Well, September. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the people at home know. Hmm? Some of the people at home know where well, he like, is the first month. Yeah. People, when, when November comes and Schnalti's not mobbing, well, when, they're, when they're wrestling at Yankee Stadium and Anthony Ashnall ain't out there. Yeah. Here's what Ryan oh, and I yeah. were comparing it to. <clears throat> oh, here we go. If you were, if you were, if, like, if this was fantasy football, right? Oh, Not Willie's right. thing where you're, you're, if you we don't get any Ezekiel points. Elliott. But if you're getting points every week, right, would you still draft Ashnall? Based on how much time he's going to miss. <laughs> he's doing it again. Yeah. He's doing Nomad. It. Nomad, you're doing what, it again. What, we talked about this. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Stop. Well, I mean, he, well. I think that's a legitimate question. He's gonna miss. He's gonna miss five competitions. If it was fantasy football and it was all season scoring, yeah, you we, still take him. You think? Obviously, okay. maybe not as high as you would, knowing he was completely healthy. But yeah, it's not like you're. Why? I would just take a backup for a couple weeks. You don't need a. In in your scenario, you don't need. 
if we're doing the league your way. All right, we're not talking about this. I'm sorry. 149. 149. Gio Martinez. Whoa. I, People I, are lit. I thought Kyle Brackey was the biggest Gio. Shots fired at Kyle Brackey because there are some Gio lovers out no, there. No, okay, here's the way I look at it. Gio does better when he's the sleeper. Let him be ranked, ranked low. He doesn't need to be ranked high. All these people just need to calm down, and the Geo Magic will set in in March, and it will all be all right. That's when Geo Magic takes off. Oh, when the you lights are Anthony Colica turned it up at the end of the year. Wait to see Geo. I'm pretty sure Anthony Colica DNP. So no, but every year he would always get better and better as the year went Except on. When he's I wasn't talking about last year. He was concussed. You, you guys are disgusting. <laughs> That, that he was wrong. Um, yeah, a lot of yes. Gio Martinez is, is a returning All American. He redshirted last year, but Gio put me in and Spay in a very difficult position when. And I will just read you the people that bested him last year: Josh <coughs> Reyes and also who's that? I don't know. He goes to Clackamas, hmm. but also not only Josh Reyes, but Josh Reyes again at Reno. Um, John C. Blaylock, who's not. Hmm. It's not that bad. Who's his teammate? Yeah, who's his teammate? So those are not good. And he didn't really beat anyone of note last year. And then the year prior, it's not like he was setting the world on fire. He beat um, Justin Arthur. Max Thompson's his, his best win. But that was when Max Thompson was redshirt. So here, we, we didn't do a good job of framing this. 149 rankings, We had they had Geo ranked at a certain spot, and people – got upset, and they said, here was the comment. The comment was, wow, you have Gio Martinez ranked, Gio Martinez placed, and you have guys ranked ahead of him like um, Keyshawn Hayes, who hasn't wrestled yet. Well, Keyshawn has better wins. Same thing thing happened a couple years ago when I ranked Corey Clark ahead of Tyler Cox. Okay? Yeah, Tyler Cox had placed, um, but he was almost same thing. I'm pretty sure he got eighth or seventh. And his wins were not very good. Corey Clark had beaten multiple All-Americans, including Jesse Delgado. Wrestled a really, like, active redshirt season. Beaten two or three All-Americans in addition to the NCAA champion. So, yeah, he was his wins were way better. Than, so, I, so, I got a lot of flack then. And I just – I think the – the best thing to do is go by the wins and losses. And, I think and it's not like Geo. It's not like Geo. Geo hasn't had a good win in two years. He, you know, he he right. did AA last year. Right. He be, his best win is Jake Suflong. That's that's a really very nice win. Um, Which was two years ago. Right. 20, 2016. Well, right. People were heated. They were like, flows. Flow is terrible. And last year, just, we, last year we were the biggest Oklahoma State homers because we have their home duels. Yeah, people need to figure out where where we really are. It yeah. changes every week. It changes every. They Penn, literally. We hate Penn State. We love Penn State. One, hate Iowa. Love Iowa. One person said we we did it for clicks. For click. We we, we ranked Gio, Gio Martinez. Martinez. <laughs> we ranked Gio Martinez lower than expected for, for clicks. clicks. If we're doing it for clicks, we should have. Hindsight 2020, we should have been like, and you won't, capital won't, yeah. believe how low Gio Martinez is. The headline. Yeah, if we were doing it for clicks, wouldn't we tease where Gio Yeah, if we were doing it for clicks, we might tell people that we did it. <laughs> the headline. 149 rankings. Gio Martinez limbo. How low can he go? Ooh. <laughs> that's some good. That's some good clickbait. Um, 
There also well, there's there's other heat too. We did it. You know what else we did for clicks? Um, the best the best current lightweight rooms. We did that for clicks too. Did they say that? Yeah, I missed that. Whoa, I see, I, whoa, whoa! How I, could that possibly? Have we been do everything for clicks? for clicks. Is that on Facebook? How can they even? No, it's on Penn State's message board. Uh, I took, oh, really? You're going there? I took the rankings and just four I mean, lowest golf four four oh. lowest golf scores. It's indisputable. They're the best three leadoff hitters. It doesn't take much to get some, like, there's some easily triggered fan bases. What Penn argument State does Penn State have? Well, they're not on a there. Two plus right, two equals how, four. Why would they be on there? We could run two plus two equals four and it'd be like, well, this is for clicks. This is, you don't even care about odd numbers. They have zero ranked wrestlers from 25 to 41. One of the comments said they took Iowa's bait. Because you know how Iowa always says they're the best lightweight room in the country? Yeah, I was says the best lightweight room in the country with Gilman and Dennis and their history and Clark and blah blah blah. Kind of are. Well, they're not on the list. Yeah, they're, they're not on this list that we just ran. So, yeah, we we did it for Iowa. We did it for Iowa to sh- show <coughs> that they don't have a good situation right now at the lightweights. We're gonna do one for lightweights, middleweights. Spoiler upweights. alert: Penn State. If you're not there in the middleweights, <laughs> yeah, then, then we we'll did talk. it for click. Then we'll that talk. That was yeah. obviously clickbait. And you won't believe why Penn State actually spin zone nomad. Get get your uh, Lehigh noggin thinking about how we can you know, maybe take them out. Be pretty interesting. Mm, exclude the four guys ranked number one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> only four. I wonder if they'll be upset when we do the middleweights. When we do the middleweights, yeah. We're obviously doing it for Penn State then. Anyways, <laughs> okay. So that was the forty nine rankings. Actually, that's not really the forty nine rankings. No, that, that was, was just Geo. Geo. <laughs> that was just Geo. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, what did we ever? Have a segment like this where we're like 149 rankings, Gio Martinez. <laughs> you let, let's go. We that would have this never happened before. That's never. It'll probably never happen I again. Hope, I hope not. I'm just glad there's more people in the Gio Martinez fan club than me. I, I'll tell you what, y'all go. No one nuts. was talking about Gio until Kyle Bracky started talking about. Y'all Gio. going nuts over Gio Martinez ranking? Uh, the guy might be JV. He won't be JV. Don't say JV. The possibility is he's JV. Don't JV. You can't say you're not JV if you're not starting at Oklahoma State or Penn State or Iowa. JV's like technically accurate, but like that's, no, that's it's not, not like, technically accurate. Yes, it is. Junior varsity is like a high school delegation. You're not it's the like starter, Christian. It, okay, no, non-starter. No, no. Non-starter. You non-starter. are. You are. JV is. You're not JV. You're being you're being very sensitive right now. There are now. plenty of guys who are JV, like not starting, who are still very, very, very good. Okay, not JV. He, he will be a backup. Does that help? He's not below varsity competition. He's was his backup suffice. Backup. He is a backup. Okay. Hey, thanks for being a real capital J journal and looking up the definition of JV there, bud. Yeah, you that just was went really great. You just went full Jason Bryant. God. Oh, that's untrue. Um, let's talk about 157. Let's talk about Nomad's margin of error. No, let's Plus talk about half percent. <laughs> that was that was that made me chuckle. That was, that was a great backhanded compliment. He's a league leader. Okay. For 149. We're just gonna say Zane Sorensen. Next topic. Zane Sorensen. Next topic. But there's team considerations. Um, I feel like <clears throat> Keyshawn Hayes could be Ohio State's Luke Pletcher, just at a different way in that. The weight is not great, right? And even though there's some guys that maybe Luke can't beat at 33. Are you saying Keyshawn's up a weight like Luke was up a weight last year? No. I'm saying Keyshawn, like Luke at 133, 
may not be ranked that high now, but if you look at oh, the guys oh. ahead of him, um, you know, McChrystal, Blees, Oliver, I'll take Hayes over those guys. So that puts him in like the sixth spot. Now we're talking Kolodzik, who he split with. He's beaten Kolodzik, who's the fifth-ranked guy. Then you got Chisco and Thompson, who I think tough matchups for, for Hayes because they're oh super, God. super solid guys. But I had a dream that Chisco was wrestling 25 um, last night. Is he, is, he, uh, is he going full Paul Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Glenn. Paul Glenn's going to 25. He what? Explain who that is, because most will not know. Paul Glenn, what? I mean, he's a he was a decent high school wrestler. I'm never ranked, I don't think, from Bettendorf, same high school, with um, Stroker sure. and uh, Logan Ryan, and good, good, solid high school wrestler. I, they say he's a 41 pounder. They say he's going to drop to 25, but I don't know if your results aren't good at 141, and then you don't eat um, well this, for the semester. I don't think it's going to be work out well, but. Maybe he was eating too much. Maybe maybe he just cutting. He's back on to that. Uh, what's his name's plan? McDonough. No. Oh, Sean Foss. No. Well, who who is it. the Who is the kid? For, the kid that was two twenty in college and then wrestled sixty five for Iowa State. Oh, <laughs> Dane Pistano. Uh, Dane, Dane Pistano. Pistano. <laughs> Dane Pistano wrestled two twenty as a high school senior. Or LJ. He was sixty five. Then he went sixty five. Two twenty in high school. That's amazing, to go backwards that many weights. Okay. This is off the rails, but it's good. It's a good off the rails thing. Paul Glenn, what were we talking about? Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Going up. Oh, you had a dream that Chisco was going I had a dr- I don't know. I had a dream last night that Chisco was wrestling 25. Like, I didn't have a dream like somebody told me Chisco's dropping and Chisco's, you know, he's cutting weight. I had a dream that I was watching a wrestling match and Solomon Chisco was wrestling like at one, uh, 125 pounds of college. Sounds legit. Okay, so that's 49. Uh, any other thoughts from you guys on 149 pounds? No, I just but I, I, I like your I like your point about Keyshawn. Uh, right, he like, could he could he could be a, f- a three four five guy, and that'd be big points, bigly. And what what what's Pletcher? What's Pletcher? Like I know he's ranked here. What's his like? I think fourth is his ceiling behind. Gross, Micic, and Brock. So you're going to go NATO. But this is best case scenario, right? You're going to go NATO, then fourth or fish it, fifth, uh, Pletcher, then McKenna, then three, four, five, Keyshawn. That's a start. Then you got Mickey coming. Then there's Mickey. Right. So why don't we jump up to 157? Yeah. 57 rankings are out. Pretty, the, the, some of the tougher choices where to put Micah. Um, up from 149, we're assuming. Um, I thought he slotted perfectly behind Kimmer in front of Berger, who had you know he had win over Sorensen, which is really one of the best wins out there of the bunch. It's probably better than any Kimmer <laughs> win. Uh, so beating him, you beat Lugo, beat Thompson, beat Theobald. So he had a really nice year last year, super solid, right there in front of Berger, who uh, really had a nice year himself, just a loss to. Murphy that kind of dropped him down a peg. That's not that bad of a loss, but yeah, I mean, no, no, a solid group right there. Yeah, really, uh, honestly, 157, very fun weight um, this year. Very excited for it. And you got guys like Hayden Hydley unranked at this point that I, I think Hayden's going to have a nice season for, for NC State. Um, but really, you go eight strong 
Nolf, Lavalley, Kimmer, Jordan, Berger, Joe Smith, Richie Lewis, Pentelio. Is there any chance that um, is there any scuttlebutt that Joe redshirts? There's a lot of scuttlebutt that Joe redshirts. I haven't heard anything from anyone that is connected to anything though. Yeah, it's just like this rumor. Why are you nodding your head? Nomad's so? convinced it's happening. I am. Is this thoroughly... like is this like Sajulayev Sharif off round one convinced? That was bizarre. no, but I was accurate right away that Sajulayev would go 97. No, I I don't think I don't think he should wrestle 157 anymore. I think he's too big, and I think. You know, this is this is the year to do it. If they're going to redshirt him, this is the year to do it. Why is this for the him year to personally? Do it? For him personally, I understand for the team it might not make sense, but I think where he's at in the pecking order, where he's at with his weight, or where I think where he's at with his is weight, he that big? Is, I think he's enormous. When you say when OTC you say you're convinced, so gigantic. Are you saying that it makes sense, or that you? Are you reading tea leaves, or do you have information that he's redshirting? No, I do not have specific information, but but what are they it would not surprise me if Oklahoma State looks like a fish maybe redshirted some guys. Okay, so you don't know nothing. No, right. I, I, I said I said I don't have information. These personal opinions based on his size, and again for him, I understand maybe not for the team for him. Okay, for for Joe's sake. For Joe's sake, <laughs> do, do it for Joe. So Joe may redshirt. For I don't know, maybe he's too big now. I don't think, yeah, who knows? Um, who goes fifty-seven for them? Blaylock? Yeah, I don't know. Bracky doesn't know. Roman Bracky's all over the the depth chart of, of Oklahoma State. I'll probably Gio Martinez. No, when he gets beat out by Boo. No. Okay, so that's fifty-seven. Anything, boys? Nothing. Uh, I think Richie Lewis should be higher. Why? Because he beat I, Tyler Berger before Tyler Berger was Tyler Berger. Richie Lewis. Yeah. No. Richie Lewis is seventh in America. Yeah, I know. It's I here's why. Here's why he's saying Smith. that. He beat Tyler Berger three times last year. <clears throat> okay. You have to, you have to have perspective here. He didn't beat it's, Tyler Berger last year three times. He beat Tyler Berger two years ago when Tyler Berger was a fringe rank guy mostly. So you don't get that win and then. When Tyler Berger goes on and has an amazing sophomore season, say, yeah, those three wins. Doesn't work like that. That's like over He wrestled one match last year. Okay, so he has no, in my opinion, and then you're just going to throw out losses, two losses to Edwin Cooper, a loss to Cottrell, uh, a loss to Scheidel. Okay, so no, he doesn't go higher. And I, hey, I am Team Richie Lewis. (laughs) I am Team Richie. And uh, he can go out and prove it. he He can beat Berger again. And then it'll mean more at this time. Okay, maybe that seems silly. To yeah. me, you beat you get credit for the version of that guy that you beat. Right. That version of Tyler Berger right. is, is was not elite. Tanner Hall beat uh, Kyle Snyder to make the junior That's team true. the one year. Twenty twelve. Tanner Tanner Hall does not get all of Kyle Snyder's medals. Yeah. No, and they have since they since have wrestled a bunch or not wrestled a bunch, but they since have wrestled, they since have been in the same tournaments together. It's the same thing with uh the same argument, you know, for Suriano. Anybody that makes the argument that Suriano should be ranked ahead of Cruz because he beat him, you don't get credit. You don't. Yeah. Get, you don't get credit when you're inactive. It's not transitive, right? Right. Right. And I think, and I think that's why uh, Pantaleo's ranked correctly at eight. So then, why do you want Richie Lewis? I put. 
I put a lot of stock into head-to-heads. I understand what Christian was saying with the version of with it the was version two of years ago though. That's what that's what that's what I was just about to say. I understand what Christian's saying as far as like the version of him and when it occurred, but I think they matter. The I think I weigh head-to-heads more than you guys do. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Okay, then Re- <laughs> <laughs> sixty-five comes out today. It's out. You can view it on flowwrestling.org. It's accessible. It's accessible. You can on your. Laptops, tablets, this way. No, I said 57 is good. 65 is so fun. Is it better? Is it the best? Is it better than 41? Uh, well, Vincenzo Joseph, Isaiah Martinez, Logan Massa is about as salty a top three as you'll find, right? Like, yeah, would you agree with that? Yeah, find a better top three. I think 65 is better. Yeah, I do too. I completely agree with that. You got McFadden at eight. McFadden's eight. Anthony Valencia is ninth in the country. Chance Marsteller's 14th. Oh, my God. Alex Marinelli, 17th, and Evan Wick, 18th. Those are Marinelli, Wick, Marsteller. Those are all American caliber dudes. Very, very talented guys. I mean, low-key, Jordan Cutler, seven. Jordan Cutler, right. Jordan Cutler was ranked, like, second in America for months. And then I wonder if he'll go even higher. I, yeah, he can go seventy four. That's what I'm saying. He wrestled um, what eighty kilograms? Seventy five? Is that one hundred seventy five pounds? It's like one seventy four and a half. And Price sure. was eighty six. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, Price. Yeah, there's Ryan Price. He ain't going up. But can Price drop to sixty five? Price was so maybe, much better at seventy four than sixty five. I don't think they should yeah, drop. I don't, yeah. he maybe he's low. at Walmart. Right, Ryan Price is the perfect example. Ryan Price is a perfect example. You don't get it, my joke. I didn't get to tell my joke. I didn't get it yet. But hold on. Price as a freshman, a lot of people beat Ryan Price his freshman year. Okay? If yeah. someone beat him his freshman year and then that guy redshirted last year and comes back, I'm not giving him credit. a huge bump for Ryan Price's wins. That makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. Okay. All right. I don't know why you That's, don't. You're smart. I mean, it's, okay. But, look, two years ago. Two years ago, you want to talk about Aaron Brooks and two year losses two years ago? Two years ago, Aaron Brooks didn't win his, like, district. He had a loss, like, in his district or region. No, I know what it was. I know exactly what it was. It was the um, Fargo qualifier. It was to make the Fargo team. A couple years ago, he lost to a guy in his own state. I mean, that guy's not ranked now. It was Pat Downey. He doesn't get... <laughs> he doesn't get... His cadet world medal. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> so 65, okay. unbelievable weight. Very excited for this one. Chinzo, I mean, who's going to win this weight? I mean, I guess we, we talked about this a little bit. Imar, I think, was almost everyone's pick here. Ask but, Ryan Price if he could drop. So No, don't do that. Ryan, you are just fine at 74. We all saw what you can do. Don't feed feed yourself. Maybe maybe he's not that big. How about he was better up at a weight? He went up and got better. Why would you? Yeah, I should probably cut back down. Makes no sense. Uh, and Jordan Cutler should go 65. He's a 57, basically. Right? Jordan Cutler is a 57? Well, I mean, he was last year. I mean, I think he could comfortably. Actually, he wasn't. He made it most of the year. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't make it to the IWAs. And he just wrestled 175. 
Okay, I mean, Akron weights are always crazy. I'm not. I'm, look, I'm not advocating. Hall wrestles like seventy kilograms. I'm not advocating for it. I'm saying it might be a possibility. I don't know how big Ryan Price is. He's well sized. <laughs> okay, enough Lee. Way too much Lehigh talk. It's that hat he's wearing. Got got us talking Lehigh way too much. And he talked to Beckman yesterday. Look at him. He just I'm, incepted that into our minds. Okay, what a peach! I, I'm excited is. to see Cutler not cutting weight. I think he's gonna be. Things gonna be great. He was great the whole year, except when he didn't make weight. <laughs> All right. How much was over? Four over, like. Cutler, yeah, yeah, WAs. I get, yeah, I get to say that next time. That that would be a good one. That would be good. We've been. We've been, been, we've been looking. For everyone's them. been making weight. It's part of the problem. I know. You guys gotta stop. You guys gotta. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Paul Glenn's going 25. We may have our shot. All right. May have our shot. All right. So you, you guys feel it feels like you don't want to talk about 65 unless it involves well, Lehigh. So. It's it's great. I don't know. I have nothing. Uh, Alex Marinelli, 17. Talk about how you decided on where to put Chance. Chance was really tough um, because he's got some really nice wins, including one over Palacio, beat Yancey Mejias. But – you know, he's got a, a loss to Colgan, lost to – wait, is this even right? This is not right. What's not right? He wrestled McFadden? Yes, at, like, Matt Town Open. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, <clears throat> maybe he could be a little higher. When did he lose to Colgan? Two years ago? At 57. Yeah. Yeah, 57. But, so 14 is, like, kind of splitting the difference a little bit with him. He beat Mejias – so that was kind of a nice little starting point. I didn't want to skew too high. I didn't think he had earned like a top 10 type of ranking, even though maybe some of his wins would, would suggest. So I think 14 as a starting point for, for chances is reasonable. Okay. What about Marinelli? What, what was his what was the rationale? I know freshmen are tough nuts to crack, but he well, does his, have a couple. His losses were, were very respectable. Valencia, Imar. Um, wins were not great though. You know, he beat Lorenzo De La Riva, which is solid. He beat Clark Glass, solid, um, but nothing otherworldly. So I think 17 is a very fair starting point for a really talented freshman. That, and we see it all the time. The freshmen, they don't have the a truly representative right. starting point. But then fast risers, they have all yeah. the ability in the world. These guys by December, they'll have had their say. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next topic. Moving on, that's rankings. They're all up 25 through 65. Please check those out. Transitioning now, best 149s to never win. Uh, last time we did 141. We were divided between Montel Marion and Mitchell Port. It's a now, tough one. That was a tough one. What did the people say? What was the response? Mm, there was not much of a response that mm. I saw. Didn't care. I don't know they didn't care. But I just didn't hear much feedback. I think we just nailed the discussion. That's what I <laughs> gleaned from it. Best 49s to never win. Dylan Ness, or in the last 10 years, before you start throwing Mike Poeta in this one. <laughs> Dylan Ness, LaVon Mays, Lance the Party, Palmer, Jason Chamberlain. And there were some others, but those are the main four. Um, and I'm curious what everyone else thinks. Spay determined that Dylan Ness was the best to never win. Ness was tough to place because he had two years at 49, two years at 57. He decided the, on 49. The best... The best... In the last 10 years, to not win are Ness, Mays, Palmer, and Chamberlain? Yeah. That ain't, that, ain't okay. great. that ain't a great group. It's not a great group. Well, 
It's pretty. I mean, they're Palmer pretty good. Should but be com- ahead of Mays. On huh? This. Palmer should be ahead of Mays. I don't know what he did there. There's no reason that Palmer should the be behind The correct Mays. answer to this question is Palmer. Yes. The, yes, it is. He has Brit, a win over Britt Metcalf. I was ready to go to war with the Ness people. And I thought it would be so. Maybe it'll be. Heck no, not the me. The Gordon's Fisherman. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm <laughs> No, I agree. It's really it's hard to place him because the fifty seven thing, and none of those guys have anything close to a win, like Metcalf. Not even close. And you know, look, you look at the guys that here's who met who Palmer lost to at NCAs. Yeah, Metcalf twice. Yeah, NCAA champion, multiple NCAA champion. Dustin Schlater twice, NCAA champion. Uh, Josh Torella, four time <laughs> All American monster, and Kyle Rochelle, Pan Am champ. I believe the year he was eighth was that crazy bracket, like the best, the best bracket yeah, ever. The best bracket ever. He got yeah. he placed in the best bracket ever. He lost to, I think it was Metcalf, Schlater, Chirella. So Metcalf pretty- in that crazy quarter, guys. He almost had Metcalf taken down there. Metcalf in that like quarter. bounced off his hip. Metcalf did some crazy <laughs> gymnastics, like Jungle Cat stuff, and didn't get taken down. <laughs> it was crazy. And actually, new takedown rules. They might have given it to him. Like, Seriously, because he just grambied, he like kind of did it like a roll grambie. They might have just said two. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Palmer, and it's rel- it's relatively easy. First of all, why why is Ness considered at forty nine? I said this. He did two years at forty nine, two years at fifty seven. Oh, he did do two at forty nine. So his losses, his NCA losses comparatively, were to Molinero, Pigo. legend, Ringer, legend, but. And this is one you got to remember. This is this is the nomad thing. This is a nomad thing. He lost to Drake Howdeshell. You say, well, that's an NCAA that's champion. Not a bad loss. Unseated. Wasn't the same Jake. Huchel. Different guy. That's why you had to take it, you consider it differently. So he lost to unseated Drake Howdeshell, and he lost to um, Sanchez. Uh, Who's Steve Santos? Santos from Columbia? <laughs> I listen. So. I love Steve Santos was like one of my like fantasy sleepers going in that year, and I rode with him all year, and he was a total monster. So like, or die. he's one of those guys like when you draft that that tight end in that like twelfth round on a hunch and he kills it for you. So Jesse like, James. Just I yeah, don't know. Well, I didn't know that was a tight end. Jesse James, I took him late. Exactly. So anyway, tight end, Steve, two touchdowns last week. Steve Santos of Columbia. I called him Sanchez because he was awesome. So that was another loss. And so for as good as Santos was that year. That's not a, a legendary guy to lose to. And he, he beat Ness pretty soundly. And then Ness's senior year, you can't really count his losses because he has destroyed his shoulder in his semi and then defaulted out. So he didn't really lose a match in regulation. His to senior, his senior year? year, real buto. Remember, and then he comes out and he waves goodbye and it's very emotional. Well, his senior year was 57. I know, but we're just talking about the guys he lost to. San, uh, yeah, Ringer was at 57 also. So, yeah. I'm surprised no one riding for for Ness. I was ready to punch someone in the face with those facts, but it was collectively we're all taking Palmer. Next topic. That Listen, pa- Palmer wrestled in a 149 era that was just just yeah. terrifyingly good. Okay. Yeah. And then after post Metcalf Caldwell things thing and and Palmer that weight dramatically changed. Okay. Uh, and you know with that Ness Ness was a you could say a beneficiary. Who did Ness lose to that time? Just a bizarre loss. There, he had a few. At NCAs or no? It was a home duel. Oh, wasn't it like Oregon's? Yeah, he got te- yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. 
Sakaguchi was at the scuffle. He did get teched by Scott Sakaguchi, no, though. No, not Sakaguchi. Not the Gooch. Oh, Pena. Pena. RJ Pena? Yeah. You're right. It was a big tin duel. He just got wrecked. Yeah. I, I can remember. It, it should have been Pena. You're right. That's they did it. duel that year. I remember that. I remember that. But then he got teched at the scuffle. <clears throat> yeah, but Sak- well, they're both. Sakaguchi's really good. They're both about the same. They're both good. There was one time Dylan Ness lost at home to just... Well, hey, remember, but one of his most legendary performances, up there with Jordan Flugate, when he was sick against Mike Kelly. Oh, yes! Yeah. <laughs> that was ah. the crazy... He won, though. He was I was, getting, he was, I was getting, there. I can't remember. He literally did not... Like, the workout Minnesota did before Wayne's, he just, like, laid, like, sick in the corner. And then, like, came out and just... I'm pretty sure... Did he get... Was he down early? Yes. Oh, he was yes, down. he was losing, was like, crazy. the whole match. Who would have thought and then in, in that Kelly, state he would come back? Like, Kelly gets called for locked hands, and then he, like, reverses him. Those, he did crazy stuff in the last minute of course. Didn't he bake in it? I mean, not... He ele- leg He did something crazy, that was yes. That was against St. John at Carver. <clears throat> he, he elevated... I remember St. John dropped down the legs and he took him through when he was losing that match too. I'm sure I'm sure a Gator Bacon was attempt, but I'm uh I don't I don't remember if he hit it. But yeah, he was, was a, he was a, a piece of work. Dylan Ness was a piece Christian, of work. Christian, do you remember that that uh 149 bracket when Hootshell beat Ness? Like how that that third quarter fell apart there? It got destroyed. Yeah. That was Kevin Tao beat Vincent, Tau. who was third seed. Then Tao beat Borja, who neither of them received. But then Hootshell beat Tao, so he beat uh, Andrew Alden and then Dylan Ness to make the quarters, then be Tao to make the, the semis where he lost 7-3 to Chamberlain. That's a weird bracket. Very weird. But 40, 49. Was that? Stunk that year. When did they change the seating? 49. Um, to top 16 or whatever? Yeah, because that that's like... That was like 2014. Right, because that... So that year, Von Olin was fourth and Vincent was third, and oh they both God. lost in the first round. Yeah, Von Olin. And I'm wondering if... Von Olin was one... Him and Josh Martinez both had the most... <laughs> they always got these, like, yeah. egregious seeds. Yeah. Those two, Christian Bowley, some of, like, the worst high seeds, like, totally not deserved uh, in, like, NCAA history. That's what I'm trying to figure out, like... If speaking they kinda... of seeds... Speaking of seeds... Somebody looked this up on a message board. They were talking about it. Um, because they were talking about 125 rankings. And they were looking ahead at... When they could possibly jump over who? Anyway, Darian will not hit any of those guys. And Darian doesn't. Lehigh does not wrestle Rutgers. They Lehigh goes to the scuffle. Rutgers goes to Midlands. Mm-hmm. Um, Lehigh does too. not see NATO. Um, so, and I forget who else. There was another one. I, he doesn't see him. Kyle's raising his hand. I found this is bad loss. Uh oh. Caleb Irvin. That's yes. Right. Yeah. Eleven to three. Yep. And Irvin looked so legit that match. It's like, oh my gosh, he's gonna, yeah, magic. And then that was it. Or er, never really happened. Materialized again for for Caleb Irvin. Yes, I remember that. That was crazy. And it wasn't close. No. Like it was ele- It was eleven three. three. It was eleven three. He looked awesome. He was turning him on top. Yeah. yeah. So seating. Um, He'll be number oh, one. Oh, Lezak. He doesn't... He could hit Lezak at the scuffle. He okay. did last year. Right? But that's the only one, so... Um, He'll probably be the one seed. He, but, you know, you say that, 
That always happens, and then dudes take weird losses. But maybe Darian won't. He didn't have any weird losses last year. What about Oklahoma State? Aren't they going to be scuffle? No. Oh, that's right. That is right. They'll be in Italy. Well, I mean, even if they would, but, like, we're talking about NATO, Lezak, Cruz hitting. Nomad's just saying maybe Piccinini's got it for him. I'm just saying, like, a number, you know. He was number four. He was number four last year. He's number five right now. He's uh, two versus five. That's a big matchup, right? Huge. That's what I'm saying. All right. Let's get up out of here. Let's tag it. Tuesday, 9.03. We got a big week plan. Three pounds over like Cutler at EAWAs. Jordan, I love you. Jordan's a beast. We thank you guys for, lis- for listening to 229 episodes of FRL. We'll be back next Thursday. Can you commit to next Thursday? Not next Thursday. This Thursday. This Thursday, two days from now. Sorry. That is kind of the next Thursday, though, when you think about it. Like, as far as the Thursday is next, it is that one. But well, I get how that's confusing. It's not confusing. It's erroneous. We will see you guys in two days. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next time.